Hello, I'm Michelle Murphy, physiotherapist specialising in women's health and wellness. You are listening to Choose to Thrive, the podcast series connecting women through the power of shared experience. Remember, no matter what's going on in your life, you are not alone. So thanks for joining the conversation. And since you're here, let's dance. Michelle Murphy. I'm a physiotherapist who focuses on women's health and wellness. One of my original motivations behind launching this podcast was to create resources for the clients and patients who I see in my clinical practice. As such, one of my goals was to create a series of audio recordings that I could provide to my clients as part of a holistic treatment approach, focusing on empowering women with the skills of self-awareness, self-acceptance and self-love, with specific inclusion and focus on the pelvic floor. There are many beautiful meditation apps around these days. I use the Calm app, but there is others like Headspace, Smiling Mind, and 10% Happier. But the unique thing about the audio recordings that I want to publish will be the specific inclusion of the pelvic floor and pelvic floor muscles, which is not the case in the resources I just mentioned. The audio recordings will include body scan meditations, as well as resources on how to find and contract your pelvic floor. These body scan and pelvic floor audios will provide a valuable resource to women seeking to improve their self-awareness or develop a mindfulness practice that includes the very special and powerful pelvic region, which should never be excluded in my opinion. Please keep in mind that if you have specific issues, problems or symptoms relating to the pelvic floor, you need to book in and see a women's health physio who can ensure you receive appropriate guidance and treatment relevant to your specific circumstances. Equally, if you don't have any specific issues but would like to learn how to do your pelvic floor or Kegel exercises correctly, a women's health physio is your best resource as research has shown that up to 43% of women do not do pelvic floor strengthening exercises correctly, but the vast majority of women with appropriate education can learn to do them effectively. So this episode of the podcast serves as an introduction to these audio recordings, which I will release sporadically as I find time to record them, and these will appear as individual podcast episodes so you can find them easily and come back to them as you like. Some of them will be longer and others shorter. I'm planning on putting a nice beachy sound soundtrack behind the tracks, but if you don't like that and would prefer a different background or nothing feel free to email me at thrive at michelleleone.com.au and I can send you the blank recording or with a different background music. So what is an empowered woman? An empowered woman is a woman who takes responsibility for her mind, body and emotions. Do you ever find yourself feeling really tense or stressed, exhausted, run down or like you don't have anything left in the tank? Or do you find yourself taking on a bit of a victim mentality, waiting and hoping someone or something will fix everything for you and save you? The ultimate truth is that the only person who can change how you experience life is you. And the single most valuable skill you can develop to live an empowered life is self-awareness. 
Let's unpack this a little. From the moment we wake up, we are bombarded with thoughts, distractions and information. We are busy, we have things to do and places to go. We have deadlines, commitments and responsibilities. For many of us, we are constantly living in the future, planning, organising, worrying, or living in the past, ruminating, regretting, reliving. We forget to inhabit the present moment, which is ironic because the only moment in time we have any control over is the present moment. Stress and worry have an enormous impact, not only on our brains and nervous systems, but on our physical bodies as well. From a biological perspective, our brains evolve to respond in a specific way to a threat. For example, if there was a saber-toothed tiger about to attack, our brain would perceive the threat and kick into fight, flight or freeze mode, gearing up with a surge of stress hormones such as adrenaline, rerouting blood flow from the internal organs to the peripheral muscles and bringing our muscles into a state of readiness or tension in preparation to fight or run away, thus completing the cycle that was initiated by the original stressor. In today's modern world, our stresses are very different. They relate to social stresses such as relationships, finances, social media, careers, things that can't actually attack us. But because we experience stress, our brain and body respond in the same way, gearing us up for a fight, flight or freeze response, which kind of never comes meaning many of us are living in an almost constant state of hyperarousal, elevated stress hormones and physical tension. Unfortunately, we often aren't even aware we are in this state. It simply manifests as fatigue or irritability or low libido or poor sleep or physical pain and symptoms. We are all wired differently based on our biology and our life experiences, and this manifests in where we hold tension in our physical body. Perhaps you grind your teeth while you sleep or clench your jaw when you feel stressed or when you try to repress an unpleasant emotion. Perhaps you hold tension in your neck and shoulders as you try to multitask between incoming emails, phone calls, and an important project you're working on which eventually manifests as headaches and neck pain. Perhaps you hold tension in your pelvic floor muscles, which manifests as pelvic pain, which can sometimes be felt in the groin, lower abdomen, hips or lower back, or pain on sexual penetration. The pelvic floor refers to the muscles and connective tissue that sit at the bottom of our bony pelvis. Our pelvic floor muscles have some extremely important jobs, including supporting our pelvic organs, so the vagina and uterus, the bladder and rectum, closing and lifting to maintain continence, and allowing us to function without incontinence, allowing a penis in for sexual intercourse, and of course, allowing a baby out when we deliver vaginally. Interestingly, women are actually wired to hold tension in their pelvic floor muscles, from a young age, we are conditioned to behave modestly and avoid drawing attention to ourselves and in particular our pelvic region. If you are sitting while you listen to this, there is a strong chance you have your legs crossed. Compare this to men who are much less likely to sit with crossed legs. In fact, although males have more to protect physically, they are far more likely to sit with their legs confidently wide apart, whereas women tuck themselves away as small as possible. We are also conditioned to suck our tummies in to look a certain way, i.e. perfect with flat stomachs. 
Most women also have reflexive pelvic floor activity. This means the pelvic floor muscles actively contract during physical stress, such as during a cough, sneeze or laughter. However, the pelvic floor muscles may also involuntarily contract in response to mental or emotional stress. A small study from 2001 assessed the relationship between involuntary pelvic floor muscle activity, muscle awareness and experienced threat in women. I can provide the link to this article if you wish, you can just drop me an email. Using EMG inside the vagina, they found that women responded with increased pelvic floor activity when exposed to threatening and sexually threatening film excerpts, supporting a theory of pelvic floor contraction as a general defense mechanism. We all hold tension in our muscles in response to stress or threat. The key step in reducing the chronic impact of this tension is developing self-awareness or mindfulness relating to your individual triggers and habitual physical responses. And this is where practices of mindfulness, body scan, meditation work their magic as part of a commitment to getting to know yourself better. An empowered woman prioritizes and is committed to getting to know herself better physically, mentally, and emotionally, from a place of open-heartedness, curiosity, and affection. A body scan practice is a simple practice that guides you through tuning into your physical body, acknowledging if you're holding tension or repressed emotion there, and using your breath and consciousness to let go of any involuntary tension. Approach this journey into self-awareness with a sense of playfulness and curiosity. Oh, there's that jaw again. Huh, I didn't even realize I was clenching. How funny. I'll let it go. I'll do some nice deep breaths and give my lower jaw just a bit of a wriggle around to release that tension. Try not to get frustrated with yourself or your misbehaving body. You are responsible for your body. It's part of you. And frustration only increases a sense of disassociation between our mind and body, which occurs when we are caught up in our heads and thoughts. I can already hear some of you thinking, oh no, I hate meditation, I'm so bad at it, I can't stop my thoughts and I can't keep still, I just can't do it. This is a pretty common feeling and it speaks to our fear of slowing down and finding stillness. Be aware that constant busyness and productivity, scrolling, they're a way of hiding from ourselves and numbing our feelings. Our mind is of our own creation, so if it's constantly flitting around from one thought to the next, it's because we've trained it to do that subconsciously, so it's not about cultivating self-blame here, but we train it by never stopping to tune in and slow down and find inner stillness. We train it by constantly seeking stimulation and reaching for our phones any second we aren't otherwise engaged in something else. It's an epidemic of distractedness. Only you have the power to change how your mind is trained. So for those very achievement-oriented people, perhaps treating this as a challenge to retrain your brain, it's a nice way to approach these self-awareness practices, particularly if you find them hard. I invite you to throw away your preconceived ideas of what these practices entail. The truth is no one can stop thoughts. Thoughts are what make us human, and trying to stop them coming is a fruitless exercise bound to end in frustration and the desire to give up. Rather than trying to stop thoughts, which again is impossible, instead, just learning to become aware of your thoughts. Acknowledge them and then let them go. 
You might have a hundred thoughts come and go during any given practice session. Just know that this is normal and okay. Just stick with it. I promise that the more you practice, the easier it becomes to focus on the present moment, your breath, your physical body, the sensations you feel in your body. The easier it becomes to let go of the thoughts that come rather than following them down the rabbit hole until you are worrying and ruminating, planning and organizing again. Cultivating the ability to take a step back from our thoughts rather than actively engaging with them gives us precious time and space to make a conscious decision about how we respond to our thoughts. I find this particularly useful with parenting when I find myself feeling triggered by a specific behavior of my children just that split second of self-awareness around my thoughts and how they're triggering a negative emotional response gives me that split second to decide what sort of parent I want to be in that moment and I don't get it right every time but it does get easier Some analogies that I've found useful in my journey towards greater mindfulness have been the balcony seat. So imagining you're at a theatre and your thoughts are what's on the stage playing out and you're up on the balcony seat. So you're there, you're present, you're watching, you're observing, but you're not actively involved in what's happening on the stage. And you can step back and be an observer Another more contemporary analogy is uh, from the Netflix series Black Mirror. If you've seen that, there's a lot of examples in that series where a piece of a person's consciousness is removed and then used for all sorts of nefarious um, purposes. But one I remember in particular, a woman took a piece of her consciousness out and she was sort of the control person. So she you know, made sure her toast was toasted perfectly and the lights came on at the right time and the air conditioner came on at the right time but just that idea for me of a deeper level of consciousness who cares and observed but isn't caught up in the drama that is happening around us in our lives from moment to moment day to day is incredibly powerful and again it does get easier to find that observer that inner observer. Once you get the hang of these daily practices, you can create your own. Or if you find you can't listen to an audio, simply tune into your body whenever you can, for example, while sitting on the train or taking a tea break at work. Ultimately, you want to develop a practice of regular tune-ins during the day as you develop more self-awareness. So remember, an empowered woman takes responsibility for her mind, body and emotions. She can tune in and make small but powerful changes throughout her day that allow her to live a life from a place of self-awareness, actively engaged with life, as opposed to feeling helpless and that life is just happening to you. An empowered woman prioritizes and is committed to getting to know herself better, physically, mentally and emotionally, from a place of open-heartedness, curiosity and affection. Really, is there any more important subject than the subject of getting to know yourself? It really is intriguing, fascinating, confronting. But when you deal with your own shit, you are 
far better place to be of service to the people around you that you love, the wider community and the world in general. When we are bogged down and burning all our energy on not dealing with our shit, we really don't have anything left for anything else. Thanks for joining me for this episode. My hope for you is that you learn to develop a beautiful, consistent mindfulness practice that becomes a regular part of your life. Take care for now. Hey, want more Thrive in Your Life? Head over to www.michelleleone.com.au to find out more, get in touch, or hit us up on the socials, which I do check occasionally. Once again, thank you for joining the conversation. And remember, no matter what's going on in your life, you are not alone.